Hey everyone, welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Dorinda Wilson and I am so grateful that you are here today. I am talking with our sixth child, our fourth son today. We're going to be talking about his experience that he had homeschooling from the beginning and his perspective as an adult. He just graduated just a few days ago. So before I jump into that, I just want to thank you all for being here, for leaving reviews. That's a big deal. Um, if you're li- leaving reviews on um, on uh, I- iTunes and Spotify, Overcast, wherever you're listening from, that helps uh, bump the podcast up so that more moms can be listening and be encouraged. So um, I'd encourage you to leave a quick review if you have time for that and share this podcast with your friends. I'm getting such great great feedback from all of you just telling me how much you've been encouraged um, just with the different topics that we've been covering. And I'm just going to be honest. I just pray every week and ask God, what do you want me to talk about this week? And he just never fails to lay a specific topic on my heart and give me wisdom to share just my own experience and just kind of what he's shown me over the years. And that's really what this is all about because it's about mentoring. Um, If you look in Titus 2, it talks about older women sort of encouraging the younger women. And that's what I'm trying to do through this podcast. So thank you for being here. If you have not read my book, The Unhurried Homeschooler, I encourage you to go check it out. It's a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling. We're just about into the summer months. It's a great time to reset and sort of go back to the reasons. Why are we homeschooling? And um, sort of plan our year from that spot. So I encourage you to check that out. I also have a devotional for moms called Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. If you've been struggling to be in God's Word, this is a great way to get yourself back into the habit. It's 31 days in God's Word. So with no further ado, I'm going to introduce to you our son, Sam. Welcome, Sam. Thanks for being here. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going great. <laughs> it's a little warm in this sunroom, quite honestly, but we're going we're gonna to do this thing. So Sam is uh, 18 years old. He just graduated from high school, what, a week ago tomorrow, yep. right? Yep. Okay, so he is a brand new fresh graduate. He's got some plans for his future, and we'll be talking about that in a little bit. But the first thing I want to do is kind of start with his childhood like I did with the rest of our kids. And, you know, you never know what they're going to say. What are your earliest memories as a child? Now, <laughs> okay, I think I'm ready for this. Go ahead. Um, actually, my earliest memories was uh, vacuuming stairs. Vacuuming stairs. Okay, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and like the other boys, I was probably in my underwear. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> Does that have to be brought up at every podcast? You know, you just got to be free sometimes. That's right. That's That was comfortable for us. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we lived out in the country, and I just, like I said before in the other podcast, I figured there's only there's a very short time in your life when you can be in your underwear like that and not be arrested. And yeah. I just figured they should enjoy it. So, um, yes, vacuuming the stairs. What specifically, uh, is there anything specific about vacuuming the stairs that you remembered? It was, and there's a question later on in here that asks that, but it was pretty much one of the things that I hated the most when I was young. And Mm -hmm. like looking back on it now, I'm really glad I did it. But in the time, like, you know, when I was vacuuming the stairs, it was just, it was every day, right? You know, to start with, and that was a challenge for me. And just being able to do it myself, right? And not have you tell me to do it, was right. Hard for me because yes. I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, maybe I can skip this today, and she won't notice because you know, the carpet <laughs> looks clean. How so. old were you about this time? Mm, I want to say I was seven. 
Six. Were you? Yeah. Okay, because yeah, I'm thinking young. you were a little bit younger. Yeah, than I might that. have been younger. Than I, I want to yeah. say round, right around four, maybe four. even five. Okay. So, All right. so yes, people, I had yeah. him vacuuming stairs at four years old. Um, but we had one of those uh, vacuums that was. Uh, what do you call that? It was in the house. Yeah, yeah. So all he had was a hose. He didn't have a big heavy thing to carry around. Right. Um, so you could just plug it in. And um, so I knew it was a job he could do. And we had these, this forest green carpet that showed everything. And so with eight kids, of course, it needed to be vacuumed every day. It was, it was a big set of stairs. Yeah, and yeah, I remember that. Um, it was definitely an interesting, interesting little time we had there trying to get you to be consistent about that but eventually you were eventually, eventually yeah. you were so yeah. uh earliest memories okay uh what why do you think during this time okay why do you think it was important to be unhurried because i know i'm always bringing that out with parents because are bringing that topic up because i feel like um there's a not every family, but there's a there are a lot of families who are feeling like in order to give their kids a great education or to raise them right, they have to be involved in massive amounts of activities. Right. So my heart was for our family, and this is the most important thing of all, and that is to tune into your mom heart, what you feel like God is leading you to do. I often will ask that question if no one else was telling you how to homeschool how would you homeschool? What would you do with your kids? What would you want to do with them? And that's a question that's really worth asking, especially during the summer months when maybe the pressure's off a little bit to really be thinking through what are some things you maybe would like to be doing with your kids? Because sometimes we get so caught up in the shoulds that we miss out on the opportunities to do the things that are in our hearts as moms to do. And one of the things that was in my heart as a mom was to make sure that my kids had a childhood, that they were, that they could play outside, that they were out in nature, um, that they could just be kids. So during this these early years, I'm talking about preschool up to, you know, kindergarten or first grade. Why do you think for you it was important to be unhurried? Well, I think that, I mean, your approach to it was unhurried, like, especially Mm -hmm. with like the chores and stuff like you were, you know, you weren't like rushing anything. You were being, you know, kind of making sure you took your time with each one of us. Right. And I I feel like if you were, if you were hurried in that instance, you know, Right. Some things, you know, some things might not have gotten done or, you know, your kids wouldn't have learned certain things. Right. You know? so, it could have been hard on the relationship too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I think that that's probably one of the main reasons is because, mm-hmm. you know, you're just taking your time with each kid is so important because right. it teaches them, first of all, that you, that you love them and that you want them to learn at a whatever pace is good for them. Right. Um, but it also teaches... Within reason. Right, within reason, yeah. And that's where the consistency... Because <laughs> that was right. our battle. Yeah, was yeah, the exactly. timing. It would yeah. just take you forever yeah. to get through it. So yeah. there's, it's, it, there is. There's like this balance of a reasonable amount of time, um, but then also taking the time to show them how to do a good job, what a good job looks like, right. and that kind of thing. Right. Um, and as far as like schoolwork, you really weren't doing much schoolwork at I that point. I didn't do much schoolwork. I do remember... I do remember early years, like, learning how to read. Like, with yeah. that, that reading book that me and Brittany did. Right, like, right. Like, that's... I do remember doing that a lot. Right. That's um, partly... That, yes. That that's was, partly because you younger ones, like, the 6th, 7th, and 8th especially, were, like, begging to learn to read a lot earlier than the other kids because you yeah. saw the other kids doing their schoolwork every day right. for a certain amount of time in the morning, and you wanted to be 
big like them. Mm, and so yeah. that was that was great. So Brittany would, you know, work with each of you. And I think that was uh, that was a huge blessing to me because she was much more patient than I was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she really loved doing it. Yeah, she, she would did. make little rewards, you know, oh, after yeah. a certain amount of lessons were done mm-hmm. and all of that. So. Um, so yeah, you maybe had did a little bit of reading during that time. You did a lot of playing outside. I did a lot of playing outside. Yeah, that was the thing that I looked forward to. Just like once I was done with chores, uh-huh. get outside. Like, right. You know, yeah. <laughs> not because I didn't want to like like spend time in the house, but at the same time, I was like, there's more to be done outside. Right. You know? So what was the draw to being outside? It was probably just like honestly playing guns with right. like the kids and seeing what almost like because there was almost like a story going on like oh, outside. Gotcha. Like gotcha. we would have, you know, we'd end it on this day. And, like, certain events would happen, like, you know, a tribe from over here would attack this tribe. <laughs> and so we would, You'd you know. pick up where you left off. we pick up where we left oh, off. okay. So it was always a, you know, like, it, you would think about it in the back of your mind while you were, you know. Right. You know, coming back in from outside. Right. We like a story you were playing out. Outside of. Outside. Yeah, yeah. Of, of that's really interesting. So it was, yeah, that's probably what I look forward to. That so. is awesome. So what would you say to the mom with little boys who can't seem to sit still at this particular age? Hmm, that's a good question. I would say to probably make sure that make sure that you're you know you're you're disciplining from them for that. If it's a constant you know right. struggle, if you're right. constantly moving around, but I also would say that the way you discipline them is do it with work. Right. Like tell them you know if if you're gonna be all antsy in church or whatever, why don't we go home and because if you do that, first of all, it gets their energy out. Right. And second of all, it you know at least for me, like, work was like, stay away from that. I don't want to have any part of that. <laughs> and so that really taught me to kind of not be antsy in, right. you know, in places where... Right. And I'm sure, like, I was probably still really, really right. you know, but, but with that many children, crowd control is the, the main key. Right. So, like, that's what you do if somebody's, you know, overly, you know... Wiggly. Yeah, exactly. You got to deal with it. Yeah. yeah, and I think, too, that, you know, at that particular age, they just have a lot of energy. Yeah, you're not um, going to get it all out. No, no. Like, no, and, and I think it's just knowing your child and reasonably, I, you know, testing the boundaries. Like like you said, if you if you have some sort of consequences, like you're going to have to do a chore if you don't sit still for this, you know, whatever amount of time, and it needs to be a reasonable amount right, of time, right. um, you find out what their limits are. You yeah. start to be able to see, okay, this is where his limits are, and then, um, you know, Try to stay within those, but then every now and then push the boundaries a little bit yeah. to get them to grow a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's really just a, it's a knowing your child is mm-hmm. what it comes down to. Yeah. It's knowing um, when they just really do need to blow off mm-hmm. and when there needs to be, you know, hey, you need to learn to sit still. We used to actually practice sitting still for church at home. Yeah. We would sit on the, ca- I would sit all the kids on the couch and I would sit with them and they might have, you know, books or something and we'd set a timer so that I could know, I knew that they could get through a 30 minute sermon, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, I mean, we didn't do that all the time with everybody, but there were seasons in our life when we did right. that. Um, so there is some times training involved, but when it comes to book work, like schoolwork and that kind of thing, I always felt like that was not it wasn't as important that you guys sat still for long periods of time for that at that particular age. Yeah, no. Like, I would rather use up that that sitting still in church or at the dentist office or whatever. Right. But um, having little bits every day where you have to sit down and That's do schoolwork yeah. can yeah. be good. So we're going into the elementary years. Um, and do you remember what school felt like during this time? So this would be like kindergarten, first grade through like sixth grade, you know? I would say school for me felt like, I mean, I had... 
I mean, I had books, like right. I had math um, that I did, and I actually really enjoyed that. But um, sort of math and reading and just counting and stuff like that right. and sort and of just getting the basics arts. down. Yeah, Some writing, arts. copy yeah. work. Yeah, I did copy work, and that was fun and almost a little bit of cursive, actually. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, for me, that was... That was probably what I remember the most right, from those right. years. So that was something you could get done in this in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the afternoons you had, you know, margin mm-hmm. um, time. We usually did a, a rest after lunch, and then in the afternoon for two or three hours, you guys got free time yeah. to just sort of pursue your interests and your. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember any specific interests during the elementary years, or did that, or was it just kind of a hodgepodge of a lot of different things? It was really a hodgepodge. I would say there was. I mean. As far as, like, basically just going out and playing was my main right. like, concern. Right. Like, I didn't, I mean, then I was, like, I didn't really have, I, I drummed later on, but right. but then I didn't really have any Anything specific, specific hobbies. That, yeah. yeah. I think I think what it really is about at that age is just sort of, like, trying out a lot of different things. Yeah. And, and then eventually the kids start to go back to certain, you'll notice they start to go back to certain things yeah. over and over and yeah. over again. That sort of happened later on. But do you remember hating anything when it came to schoolwork or were you just like this is what I need to do and I yeah it was more like just this is what I gotta do right get done with it and, and move right. on um I never liked language right like I just that was just never my interest um right so and I had some things that I liked and things that I didn't and that was just one of them but again like I knew that, that I needed to finish that right before. and we I didn't have you guys do like copious amounts no, of schoolwork no. so I think uh the hate level was, was pretty yeah, minimum was pretty minimum yeah <laughs> there wasn't a lot of time that we did you know tons of school right like there was probably an hour and a half two hours yeah you know, at, yeah. Most. at the younger ages yeah. yep yeah yeah um, and I and think then, in high school it was it was more like like four hours maybe yeah, yeah and unless you were trying to accomplish something extra in that at that particular time yeah exactly four hours was the max because we mm-hmm. always wanted to have that margin in the afternoon okay so you don't really do you remember any challenges during this time or it seemed pretty smooth seemed pretty consistent yeah. pretty smooth yeah. yeah yeah okay and what uh what motivated you to get your schoolwork done Playing outside. Yeah, having that margin yeah, in the yeah. afternoon. And, you know, occasionally we, I mean, we played Lincoln Logs, we do Legos and stuff like that too. Right. So, you know, those there were those things as well. Yes. And some days it was, we want to play Legos, other days it was yep. when we go outside. I remember that. You yeah. guys did a lot of Legos, especially in the winter mm-hmm. when the weather was really bad yeah, outside. Yeah, in the winter we actually did a lot of boxing too. Like oh. we had boxing, boxing gloves. gloves that, yes, I that, bought those at a yard sale. Yeah, that, that, that we got, and so we lay out this mat, and and sometimes friends would come over and we box them, and it right. was. I mean, it wasn't. You know, there was no girls that were in there boxing with right, us. It was just right, guys. But right. I don't know what they did, but like, yeah. <laughs> but we we had a blast. So we did that, and we also we were into bull riding at the time. So right. we would. Luke would be the bull, and we right. would be the... And they would work really hard to buck each other off. Oh, yeah, and Luke was... Oh, I remember that. Was, that. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they loved watching it, and then they would love just trying it themselves, and eventually you actually did ride yeah. a bull. That yeah. was that was down the road. That was terrifying for me. <laughs> but it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I talked to Dad about it, and I was like, do you think this is okay for them to do? He's like, they all really want to do it. I don't think it's going to hurt anything. It was supposed to be a steer. Yeah, it like, was... Like a small, yeah, like, like a calf. It was supposed to be a calf. Like a calf. But this particular um, peewee rodeo, they just, it was a local one, and they just took whatever animals the local farmers were willing to contribute, and apparently a calf was not one of them. No. So they donated a steer with horns, which 
I, I like I said, it terrified me. They tried putting tennis balls. They on. tried, but they all fell. I'm just, off. I'm just, I'm like, just, you know, envisioning my boys being run through by this steer who yeah. was not very happy to be there. By the way, um, so fortunately, we had some friends there who made sure you got all. Yeah, this actually was just a up. random kid. He was just like he walked up and he's like, "Hey, you want you know this gear? Yeah, so that you don't we didn't die. have all that gear. <laughs> <laughs> and unbeknownst to me, this conversation's happening. I'm up in the stands, ready to you know, I'm video. I'm recording, and I'm literally shaking while I'm recording it because I'm watching each of these. There's three of our boys decided to do it. And, of course, that steer threw them off, like, almost immediately. But you got second second place. Yep. So he was on there just a hair longer than yeah. everybody else. <laughs> it wasn't much longer. <laughs> but I'll tell you, man, I, 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 yeah, that was terrifying. But these are the things that moms have to do. Yeah. We have to let our boys experience danger sometimes. And... Believe me, I was praying through the whole thing, <laughs> but it's just this this listening to that instinct inside of you, and I talk about this a lot because I had to do a lot of that because I cannot relate to wanting, to even wanting to get on a steer and be thrown to the ground, but I can relate to the sense of adventure because I think every human being has a certain oh, yeah. amount of that, but boys have copious amounts of it, and I wanted to make sure that they felt like... Their life was an adventure. Right. wasn't boring all the yeah, time. And that was honestly one of the best memories I had when I was younger, just because it was like, it was almost a buildup. Like we right. started by just watching a PBR, you right. know, uh, just one, you know, right. video, and then we were like, dang, this is really cool. So, and we all wanted to be so tough, you know. Right. And right. so, like for that, for me, like, and we finally got there, and the, the buildup, and just the suspense and everything. And right. It was awesome. So, right. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So I'm going to ask you a question that's actually not on the list. Okay. And. Um, if there's any boys listening right now, like elementary age boys, is there anything that you would tell them when it comes to schoolwork and, you know, just the things that they have to do every day? Um, yeah, I would say that it's more important than than you're thinking it is. Right. Um, it's more important to to learn that stuff, and even though it may suck at the you know at the time, <laughs> it it is important. You know, mm-hmm. and and later on in life you'll be. You'll be want, you'll be wanting to or have done more, you know, right. just because you know the schoolwork is important. Like like I wish I would have done more language, you know, mm-hmm. just so that you know later on in life I could use that and apply that. So I'd say that to to younger you know, elementary kids and stuff like that, just keep doing home, just keep doing your schoolwork, right. you know, and try not to give right. your mom any you know hassles. hassles. <laughs> and if you feel like you, I mean, I feel like if if you feel like something needs to be different have that conversation oh, yeah. with your mom and moms be willing to listen and maybe um, take it in and um, try to adjust things if you can. Um, there's always going to be, you know, kids who are trying to run the show. So mm-hmm. you need to obviously use your discretion on that, but uh, because you are always in charge and, and it is your job to do what God is calling you to do with your kids, but also keep that relationship. with the kids Mm -hmm. and keep that relationship with your sons. Um, It's really, really crucial, especially going into the teen years when um, there's just, you know, obviously there's going to be some pushback as they're, you know, starting to spread their wings and want to become more independent. And if you have sort of that mutual respect that's been established during the, you know, little years, elementary years, and uh, I think boys really, I know this for a fact, that boys need to feel respected. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I can't remember where I heard this, but it might have been Gary Smalley, but he said that um, females, women, tend to want love 
more than respect, and guys tend to want respect more than love. Mm-hmm. So um, I know it's probably not true across the board, um, but I think for the most part, it is true. Yeah. You know, we want to feel loved, you want to feel respected. And so as moms, we can give our boys that kind of respect because what happens is eventually they're going to meet a woman that they're interested in. And if if they're used to being disrespected by you, they're going to put up with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. in a relationship and so and and the same thing with girls you know how, how are their dads treating them you know but that's a whole nother topic but you get the idea this relationship between mom and son is important and it does impact um, our boys I I will say um, somebody told me this once and I thought it was great uh, she said sometimes we treat our kids like fine china when really they're more like Corel wear <laughs> so they're they're pretty durable, and I would say boys especially yeah. are pretty durable. Yeah. Um, the one huge lesson that I had to learn was one that your dad taught me. Um, I had gone to dinner with him, and I had completely unloaded on him about all five boys. They were driving me crazy. I felt like they weren't listening to me. They didn't hear anything I said, and so I'm just blah, 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 you know, for like an hour, and he just listened, and... We get in the car, we're leaving the parking lot, and I remember exactly where we were and what restaurant we were at when it happened. But he said, I need to tell you something. I said, okay. He said, I don't want to hurt your feelings. And I said, okay. And he said, you need to use less words with the boys. (laughs) And it just, you know, fortunately, he had been wise enough to let me unload first, so I was ready to hear what he had to say. Um, because I was desperate. I was like, I don't know what to do with these boys. And it was, that was really, really, really true. And I went home and I told the boys, this is what dad told me. Is this true? And they said, yes, we would rather you give us consequences than talk to us (laughs) with thousands of words. So note to mom of boys out there, um, as few words as possible. Now, that was challenging for me to funnel all my emotions and all the verbiage that I tend to want to use and communicate it in a way that you could hear it and would hear it. Right. But it was really good. It was good for me. And I started to do that. And oh my goodness, you guys responded so much better. So there you go. Some <laughs> free mom advice. You're welcome. <laughs> so... um Let's just really quickly address that topic, um, why being unhurried during the elementary years is important. I think you've kind of already conveyed that, but um, talk to the mom who's struggling with putting too much on her her kids, especially her boys, and might need encouragement to keep things simple. Well, I would say that, you know, who's doing, I mean, if you're doing too much, you need to, I would say... To make it more simple. Yeah. yeah. You have lots of years. Right. You know, to, to teach them that. Yes. And let me just chime in here really quickly. This is really important to know. This is something I found out way early on and it made all the difference in the world. Someone said that, someone I respected, someone I knew who knew what they were talking about, said it only takes a total of two years of work, schoolwork, to prepare our kids for higher learning. So everything this Two years, um, and I want to say this is between kindergarten and eighth grade, like maybe two years worth of work, solid work. Okay, so if you spread that out over nine years, including kindergarten, you don't have to make nearly the progress that you think you have to make. Yeah, and people learn, and kids learn at different speeds and at different times. So if you have several kids, you know, one kid might be excelling in math, while the other one's really struggling with math, but is excelling in language, you know. So, you know, I would say that, I mean, even if you have one kid, like, 
and it's just, they're struggling with one one subject, that's okay. It like, is okay. You can stretch that out, like you were right, saying. Over right. It can time. be a slow, steady progress. Um, even taking a break and then going back to it, I've seen my kids all of a sudden just move forward quickly because they got a rest from it for yeah. a while. Yeah. So, um, so I, and then I think also just that idea of keeping things simple um, leaves room for questions. It, and it also feel makes it feel doable. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't want our kids to feel like this. they've got this load every day that they have to get through. We go through enough of that adulting, so I feel like... Yes, <laughs> that's kind of how I felt. That's yeah. part of giving our kids a childhood is giving them um, simplicity in their schoolwork. Now, that's what God called me to. I know that there are families out there who their kids love the books. They mm-hmm. love studying. They love those big, thick textbooks. We were not that family. Right. Like, I would pull out a textbook like that, and mom and all the kids eyes glazed over and we would just be like no <laughs> so we just didn't do that you right. know um i think the thickest books we went through were the mystery of history right. in high school yeah. because um that's th- those were just so amazing mm-hmm. um and i have a podcast with that the author who put that curriculum together if you want to go back and listen it's the mystery of history and it's um i don't remember which uh podcast number it is but i will drop it in the notes um it's wonderful. I used it for high school, and it was fantastic and very doable. Okay, so we're going to go to middle school, high school. So now we're transitioning. And like I've said in the other podcasts, usually I told you guys in middle school, which is like 7th and 8th grade, I would say um, you can use a history or science curriculum. We did not use a history or science curriculum typically in the younger years maybe a little story of the world here and there. But overall, you guys pursued those those subjects sort of yeah. on your own as you were interested. Right. Interested in World War II, interested right. in, you know, whatever. Um, but in junior high, we, we had already been prepping you guys. When you get into high school, you are going to do a science curriculum. You're going to do a, a history curriculum because... I wanted our kids to have all the basics of science, even if they weren't going into a science um, field. Um, It's important for them to to at least have exposure to it. And I love that 101 series that we used, and I'm hoping to get uh, the creator of that on the podcast. Um, But you can look it up. It's 101series.com. Fantastic for high school. Biology, uh, physics, chemistry, and now they're coming out with a general science. Um, So that was a favorite. And um, and then also, the, like I said, the mystery of history, which sort of spent the four years getting a bird's eye view of how um, biblical history and world history tied together and influenced each other. Because it's very much God's story. It's very much his story. So we would uh, prep you guys by saying you can do a curriculum, science or history curriculum in junior high, but you don't have to. Most of you chose not to. Um, but you also knew that once we hit that ninth grade, there was going to be some requirements, races, right? Yeah. So did you feel like you were well prepared for that? Yeah. You yeah. knew, yeah. you knew you were going to own this thing in high school. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I actually like was able to, when I got to, with the math part in eighth grade, I had skipped pre-algebra. Right. I just went straight into algebra mm-hmm. and you did fine. I did fine. It wasn't hard for yep. me. So because yeah. they weren't going to count pre-algebra as a credit where we lived at the time, right. they were not counting that as a credit, mm-hmm. which I think is crazy. If you're doing math, it should count. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, and I also feel like consumer math should be required oh, yeah. in high school. So you made sure that that happened your senior mm-hmm. year, um, which is great. So this transition, um, do you remember the middle school years much? 
um, being excited about high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would say forward to it. Yeah, I would say you know eighth grade and seventh grade. I was really excited to because you know our co-op we went to. You know we had the bigger kids and we right. had the, and so I had just kind of broken in sixth grade. Right. Going to was the cutoff. Was like you know. So you went with the with junior the, high and high school yeah, years to yeah. classes. So you know I was kind of in the environment. You know, spending time with other high older schoolers, kids, right. yeah, older kids, and so it was kind of. Uh, I was excited, but I was like, didn't feel ready. You know, right, like just right. kind of mentally, not really. You know, with my math and you know subjects and stuff, just kind of me as a person. I was like, I'm not there yet, and so right. you know, I just kind of with those years, just kind of eagerly waiting to to finally get into, you know, ninth grade high right. school. Kind big of more kids, the yeah. big kid stuff, yeah, yeah, and that's kind of how I was hoping it would go. I just wanted to transition you guys. You know, you knew in grade school that how things were going to go, and then in middle school, you could choose curriculum or not in history and science. But then in high school, bam, you were off to the races. Yeah, like, and I might that add, was the starting gate. Like you know, in in ninth grade, it was when I got there, it was fine. Right. But, like, I just spent that time worrying about it. And, you know, when I finally got there, I was like, oh, this isn't actually that bad. Right. Well, you maybe know? you built up in your mind so much that when yeah. you got there, you're like, hey, I got this. <laughs> yeah. No problem, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you were excited about high school. Again, we there's always an unhurried piece. There's always been an unhurried piece for us in each season of schooling. So what did it look like for you during this time? So let's talk about high school. Okay. Um, you had some interests, hobbies. Yeah. Um, um, high school... Actually, sophomore year, I played football. Mm-hmm. Um, I was interested in that all freshman year. Right. Wish I would have played it freshman, freshman year. Freshman year, yeah. Yeah, um, but, but pretty much, you know, that. And actually, in this time, I was middle school ages, I was drumming. Right. So I did, yeah, I did he, like Yeah, he had asked for a jump, drum set, which we gave him and promptly put out in our guest house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. And uh, when we moved to North Carolina a couple of years ago, he had to sell it. And I just recently acquired another set. So mm-hmm. he's back to drumming again. Yep. Yep. Um, so football, this is kind of an interesting story. Yeah. Um, you you played at the local public high school. Public high school, yep. So um, that was a decision uh, we kind of we left up to him because we felt like he was ready to go into an environment where it was going to be very different than the yeah. homeschoolers that he had been around. Um all of his life, um, but this is a that's a great time for our kids to step out and um, kind of have their faith tested a little bit. Yeah, and, and have, I definitely did. You did. You you really did. And I remember um, we had this conversation with you before you started it. We were like, okay, you understand these kids um, are probably some of them are probably doing drugs. They drink. Mm-hmm. They party. You understand that he understood all of that. Um, why do you want to play football? We asked that question. You had good reasons that yeah. you wanted to play. It wasn't just about the game. It was the teamwork part of it, the, yeah. you know. Just the. Feeling part of something. The chemistry yeah. between people, yeah. Right. Yeah. Plus, yeah. you watched a lot of football and been to football games with your, you know, your cousins playing. Right. And you just really wanted that experience. Yeah. And we did not want to deny that um, to him. And we just felt like he was totally ready. So we were excited about it. Had lots of, you know, had football camp and lots of practices and mm-hmm. heat, you know. Yeah. Things that tested him physically, mentally, yeah. Yeah. you know, emotionally. And, and I would say that was probably the best thing that I could have done in ninth grade. And I would encourage other, you know, kids, if they want to do that, pursue right. it, go do it. Because, you know, I wish I would have played earlier on. We were out in the country, though, so that commute wasn't right. doable. Right. But I would say if you are near, you know. Yeah, then school, we moved into town. Yeah. So that at that point it was doable right. and yeah. he was able to play. We were super thankful. God yeah. sort of like 
I love the way he coordinates all of that. Right. So you ha- were able to have that experience. You could go back and forth to practices on your own. We didn't mm-hmm. always have to drop yeah. you off and pick you up. But let's talk a little bit about that experience. Um, I remember they treated you, most of them, not all of them, treated you pretty poorly to start with. To start with, yes. Um, and mainly, maybe that was just because... I mean, they didn't know, they didn't know me. Yeah, yeah. Like, which is a poor reason to treat someone like that. Right. But but at the same time, like you know, it's a bunch of guys. Right. I mean, and he would he would you. I remember you would do things like hold a door open for them. Yeah. And they would kind of make fun of you for that. Yeah. Eventually, though, this is what was really interesting. He would come home and tell us that these things were going on. Of course, that wrecked me just a little <laughs> as a mom. But he was very determined. Like I, I said, does, does does that make you not want to play and he is like, nope, I still want to do this. And, um, and and the funny thing was that over time, you won those guys over. Eventually, yeah. Eventually. There were, and I, I will say, I will add, there was some pretty pretty well put together guys in that group. Yes, there were like, some good there guys. There were some pretty good guys yeah. in there. And, so, and, and even the ones that weren't so good, they, they had a good side. You know? so, right. So I'm, they weren't like the scum of the earth people. Right, like, right. They were pretty good people to, yeah. to hang around with. Them. Well, and I think you were you were also open to looking for seeing the good in yeah, them exactly. and recognizing and, that. And that's something you have to do. I mean, and with that, like, I wasn't used to that much swearing and stuff because, right. you know, at our other school we didn't have any of that right. going on. And so when I went over there, you know, it was, it was definitely different. And you had to really work at not... At not bringing yeah, it home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always made sure to not. I mean, even if, you know, something would slip... Right, you know, especially I remember at, that. At football, at football a lot. Yeah, you know, it would. And sometimes and so, at home, but I knew what was going on, so I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't get too yeah. upset about it. But just, just to make sure to, and this can be applied to people going to a job. Exactly. You know, just don't bring it back to the house. Yeah, you know? these are skills that you know apply um, in, in in the future. Yeah. So there's a lot of skills there you were learning, getting along, working together with people who maybe don't you don't see eye to eye with, and all right. of that. I remember when you went to football camp. Um, and I dropped you off, and yep. um, it was tough because I knew you were going to be there for a few days, and and you know there was some stuff going on, yeah. and I knew I knew that when I dropped him off, and I just prayed for him, prayed for protection, for wisdom, for courage, and he had all of that, and he did not participate in any of the things that weren't okay yeah. that the guys were doing, but he still had a good time, yeah. still learned a lot, was glad he went. Um, so that was a very all around a very good experience. That was yeah, that for was you. a really good experience for me. Um, I think I saw you grow up a lot yeah. through that, you know. And I also got to see, um, sort of like see your character come to the surface. Like it's not you can't see it always until it's tested. Yeah. And what I saw made me really really proud. And I knew okay, this boy is he is on the right track most definitely. <laughs> so uh, so it was great. It was a great learning experience for all of us. Um. Okay, so we moved to North Carolina at the end of your junior year, and I realized as I was typing that out how tough that probably was in a lot of ways. Yeah, that was tough. Because you left all the kids that you'd been going to home link with for your whole life. Yeah, um, left the football team. You left know, the football at the end team of the year, that I was he would have played tight with everybody. Yeah, so, yeah, he probably would have played again. Oh yeah. Um, but I do also real. I also 
saw you grow through that as well, where you said, well, like if this is where God is calling us. So we moved from Washington state to North Carolina. So this isn't just like the next state over. We're talking across the country. Yeah, And I would say that in the time, my thought process was not, well, I guess this is what God has for me. Right. So I might as well just let, you know, let right. God lead me. Like at the time I was red hot fire mad, like just did not yeah, want to start with I why. That. Yeah. Why were you guys making this decision? Even though you guys had told me why, you know, right. God was leading me there. But at the time I, wasn't thinking that at all. Doesn't always mean a lot. That's something that came to me later on Mm -hmm. when I started kind of feeling adapted to the environment and everything like that. Um, but, but at the time he wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that there's that, I know sometimes God leads us as parents to do things that and move and make transitions that are, can be hard on our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and yet uh, God is working in all of it. And that's why I just wanted to make absolutely sure that God was leading us. And I'm telling you, there was no doubt that he was leading us here. Um, so when you know that, you just have to trust God to work in the hearts of your children in his time. Mm-hmm. And um, and now the funny thing is, fast forward two years later, you have a very serious girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I, serious meaning I, the relationship is definitely blossoming and growing and um, great church. See a future yeah. for you with her yeah. and um, found a great church. Yes. And so it's it's just all God has got his hand in all of it. And we don't always understand it at the time. And now you've had that experience, too, right. where something you're asked to do something difficult that, you know, you you know in your head is from God, but it, your heart hasn't quite yeah. engaged yeah. with that and embraced it and um and and that's okay you understand that process now because now you've gone through it yeah so i mean and that, yeah that definitely a god thing because like i wouldn't take it back right for anything yeah because like what i have now is really great right really special and god I'm, knew you had a future here yeah exactly. and um yeah we didn't know what that was going to look like but god knew and it's mm-hmm. just continuing to unfold so um let's see as a senior so last year, um, as you were going into your senior year, you decided to move in with your brother who lives a few blocks away in a small yep. apartment um, and work and pay rent and then just sort of shore up a few subjects in your senior year. Mm-hmm. So do you think now that that was a good decision? Yeah. You do? Okay. Yeah. At 17, I was kind of, you know, because that's when I moved out, I was mm-hmm. 17, and it was kind of a an eye-opener, kind mm-hmm. of a big thing, a big step. Right. Bigger than I thought it was or right. bigger than I took it because, like, right. you know, then I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm moving out. You know, this is great. Um, come to find, you know, I learned all these things, you know, about just, like, work, about, you know, just sort of who I am, you know, finding right. myself and also, you know, just being able to do that on top of adulting and stuff like that. Right, right. So, I mean, it was definitely something that I needed to do. Right. Um and I, I mean, I wouldn't take it back. I, Good. you know, I enjoyed it a lot, and and it was a very interesting time because it was sort of, you know, it was special. Like it wasn't for most of for everybody. They didn't move out seventeen, right. you know. Right. They, right. You're the first one. Right. Yeah. And so like. Yeah, for, you've always wanted to do things. Yeah, before yeah. everybody else. Yeah. And so. But you know, it was just kind of the right. The timing situation, was right. The right yeah. 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 It was. So, yeah, I would agree. All the details that went into it definitely said that was the best decision we were you know like you don't have to move out you can stay with us um but he was ready and the space was open and Mm -hmm. the rent was low and it was a great way to start that adulting process which is something we've encouraged all of our kids to do and actually we haven't even had i don't feel like we've even had to 
encourage, we haven't had to initiate that. It's like you guys have initiated it and we have encouraged you yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, it's not like we, we were telling them, Hey, you gotta, you gotta start adulting pretty soon. They, they just did it. And, um, which is, I feel like the natural progression of things. Um, but it also didn't mean that we didn't get to speak into your life, which was really cool. Right. Like you, you guys still come to us and talk to us about different things, even though you live, you make a lot of decisions on your own, but every when you're making a particularly big one or difficult one, a lot of times you'll talk to us about it, mm-hmm. and we get to be part of that. So, um, so it's a really great. Uh, I think it's just a great balance there. Right. So you just graduated last week, so it's less than a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, tell all the moms what your plans are. Well, my plans for this coming year is I'm gonna enroll in classes at our local community college, mm-hmm. and. Um, I'm going to take welding right. and try to get my welding certificate. And um, I've actually already spoken to somebody who has a you know a welding business. business. Uh-huh. Um, and so and there's you know working at Chick Fil A like there's been several connections that I've made right through Just those from people. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's such a local thing. Right. Um, but yeah, so this year I'm planning on getting welding certified and seeing where that takes me. If I really like it, I'll get my degree in it. You know. Right. Um, but it doesn't have to be you know. For me, it's like I don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna want a desk job. I knew right. that from yes. the start. Yep. I want to do something with my hands, and I want to, you know. And you don't want to clean carpets. I don't want to clean carpets. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be a no. <laughs> I burnt that out of him at four years yeah. old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, have, just to, to note, I have all hardwood floors in my apartment. So. I, yes, I noticed that. Um, <laughs> that's funny. One of the things I've always said, even when you guys were little or even before that, I remember saying, I don't really care what my kids do for a living as long as it's legal. (laughs) (laughs) And they're happy doing it. You know, like the trades are a very legitimate thing for people to go into. They pay well. It's hard work. So there's, you know, there's that piece of it where you might want to save up for retirement when the body starts to wear down. Or maybe you'll veer into something else along the way. I can't see you... I'm not going to stay with one thing. Right. And I think this has been true with all the kids. They have several interests. So they like to have more than one stream of income coming in. So there's like this diversification thing that they've just sort of naturally been drawn to. Partly, I think, because they had so many different interests growing up. They were allowed to have so many. They didn't have to focus on copious amounts of schoolwork. They had some schoolwork, but then all these different things that they could try. And that's just sort of in their blood now to do that. Let's. I'm going to try this for a while. I'm going right. to try this for a while. I mean, like, you know, recently I've been looking at like stock market stuff, right? And just sort of like seeing how all that works. So, even if I'm not going to get into it. So like. a welder who invests in the stock market. <laughs> hey, there you go. You just don't know. I yeah. mean, God has all these different paths He can lead us down, ways to provide, and um, and it actually is really, really wise in this day and age not to put all your eggs in one basket. Oh yeah. To diversify because yeah. if something shuts down for one reason or another, you've got other streams of income right. coming in. And I would say if you want to learn a trade, just do it. Yeah, just, just do it. Once you do it, you've got that. Yeah, you've you can that. use it whenever. Right, yeah. Even if you don't use it for a while, you might use it in another season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the thing is that, you know, welding, this particular college you're going to, welding is offered as a six-month certification, right? Mm-hmm. Or a two-year two degree. Year degree. Yeah. So he's going to go for the six-month, see if he likes it, 
and if he decides he wants to go back and get the two year, he can he can do that. Yeah, and they'll actually take that six months off of the right. two years. So, so. being just a year and a half. Right. So um, it just really depends on how things go. So this is going to be a really fun and interesting adventure. I yeah. think it's going to be neat to see how it goes. And I think the thing I thought was interesting about why you wanted to get into welding was. Um, because you could do some different things with it. Yeah. You can work in mechanics welding. You can work in different, in different on different like things welding, welding yeah. different types of welding. But you can also get creative and do yeah. you know art, you art, art pieces. Yeah. yeah, there um, there are people who do like ornamental things, uh, pieces for estates and things like mm-hmm. that, like custom stuff. Yeah. And it, it is incredible what. Yeah. I mean, the amount of money they're paid to do these things yeah. and their demand is just, it's crazy. So who knows where God's going to take him? So we are excited about that. Now, my last question is, um, well, it's the second to the last question. Um, are you glad you were homeschooled? Oh, yeah. 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 Good. I'm glad I was homeschooled. Good. Yes. And just a side note, his girlfriend was also homeschooled. Yeah. So that's been kind of a cool thing. Um, you can kind of... Yeah, they have or, different. Or, you know, we can yeah, like, level with each other because we're we're from the same. We, we kind of have the same mentality about yeah, things yeah. and approach to learning and yeah. things like that. And she is actually, um, she's a very good student. She's, I know she's taught you a lot. Just, yeah. just in your conversations yeah, and you shared stuff with her. And so it's been. And you know, um, she was, she was like a language buff, like you know, history right. and language. That was her that. strength. So like, <laughs> now like I'm learning all this stuff. I'm like wait, really, that happened in history? And she's like, how do you not know this? You know? <laughs> so I think it's it's inter- it's kind of interesting because, like, with me, I was more math and right. sort of... <laughs> right, and you went through that all that history, but then if it's not super interesting to you... Then I'm not going to paint Like, you're, you're going to remember, like, the highlights yeah. but and the general, you know, feel right. of it, like, yeah. wow, God really was a part of history and mm-hmm. all of that... Um, and was working, but at the, but you might not remember the details because it just wasn't that terribly interesting right. to you. Where say, like, she loved it. Yeah, And exactly. so she's, like, bringing up this stuff, and he's like, wow, you know, and sees <laughs> it in a whole new light. So this is this is the cool thing is what I call this, like, homeschoolers continuing to educate each other. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So from your perspective now, what is the biggest word of encouragement you can give to moms who are listening today when it comes to raising and homeschooling boys from your perspective as an adult guy my biggest encouragement would probably be to i mean you just got to be unhurried i mean i'm gonna gonna steal that from you but you know be unhurried and be i mean be patient with your kids and and like we're talking about earlier you respect the boys and and you know respect your kids Mm -hmm. and um i would say that's probably the most important thing and just kind of just learn to be a mom first and a teacher next. That's very, very good. Very good advice because um, I, I had to go back to that so many times because in order to keep relationship with my kids, especially our boys, it meant sometimes I had to stop reacting out of fear because I was worried they weren't learning enough or they weren't uh, taking in you know, the same things as maybe the girls were or they didn't want to pursue the same things as the girls and just didn't seem nearly as interested. And when they're not interested in something, they're just not interested. They don't try to pretend. (laughs) And that's okay. And so I think that I would encourage you uh, as a mom to not respond out of fear to your sons just because you might not fully understand them. And another thing I would encourage you to do is talk to your husband about your sons and how to respond to them or how to better understand them because they have that 
they just have that in common with them. And um, I even as, especially as you guys went into the teen years, I used to go to dad a lot and say, hey, will you talk to them about this? Because they wanted to hear it, tended to want to hear it more from dad during those teen years than me. Yeah. And, um, and, and that, that's with good reason, you know, and they need their dads. So, or if, if they don't have a dad that they can go to, um, you know, another male mentor, someone you respect, someone you trust with your son to speak into their life, I would really encourage you to find that. So, well, thank you for being here today. I know you have to go to work pretty soon. So yep. we're going to pray real quickly <laughs> and let you go. So, Lord, we just thank you for this time together. Thank you for... Um, Sam's encouraging words and for his willingness to share his experience with um, homeschooling families, Lord. I just pray your blessing over every family who's listening, over every mom who's listening, over every young man, whether he be little or older, um, that God, your blessing would be on these families. Just pray that um, these boys would grow to be strong and mighty men of God, men of the word, men of prayer. Um, and that you would give us as parents, as moms, wisdom in raising them. Lord, we just thank you for, we thank you for the differences, Lord. They matter. They make a difference. They are there for a purpose. You created uh, boys different than girls for a reason, Lord, and you have a plan and a purpose in all of it. Lord, help us to walk that out. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.